we are continuing with chapter 50 canto 10 part 3 this is uh, we had completed till text 29 that is 29th verse now we are going to start with the 30th verse this is krishna establishes dwarka uh, till the last till yesterday we were talking about see we were talking about uh, you know how the two queens of kamsa they go to their father jarasandha and they tell him how krishna has killed their husband so jarasandha comes with this entire army of a huge number of people and they surround the entire mathura now what happens after that is a war and the war is fought between these two armies now krishna and balram are on one side and on the other side is jarasandha and his host of army so they are slowly slowly you know there is a fight going on and we are going to understand what is happening in the fight so like i told you this is an abridged version so we are cutting down on a fantastic number of uh, you know lines in between though there is a lot which happens after this uh, and it is not that krishna doesn't stay in <coughs> dwarka i mean he doesn't stay in uh, mathura for a long period in dwarka he stays for 75 years so his total life span was 125 years remember this 125 years was his life span so till his 50 years you know he was staying in one place but it is since everything has been edited out by this because in the current book that we are having all this has been edited out so we are now rushing into a battle and now let us see what happens so jarasandha is what is he doing so this is verse 30 chapter 50th krishna establishes dwarka jarasandha with his chariot lost and all his soldiers dead was left with only his breath at that point lord balrama forcibly seized the powerful warrior just like one lion takes hold of another but with the divine nose of varuna and others mortal rose balram began tying up jarasandha who had killed so many foes but lord govinda still had a purpose to fulfill to jarasand and thus he asked balram to stop so like i said you know the lord works in his own way there is no way of knowing why when how where all these questions can never be answered whereas krishna and the divine lord is concerned the reason is because he has his own plans he has come with something which is which is really a bigger plan and yes maybe the character is needed in the future we really don't know at this point in time because we are just at the beginning of the chapter <clears throat> now jarasandha is a sort of a demon uh, he is a demonic character and uh, he is he is required for a certain reason and what is that reason is something which we will understand so krishna though balram is tying him up now think about it balram now balram is a person who is a part of krishna he is the adishesh adishesh and he actually is supposed to know isn't it but no that is not how it is whereas krishna's earthly you know sojourn is concerned the rest of his avatars don't know so in the ramayan lakshmana never knows that he is adishesh Sita doesn't know who she is, so you will find that in, in this book also, it is only when Krishna wants them to know who they are, that time Balram or Anirudh, you know, they will be knowing who they are, but otherwise no knowledge will enter them. They will be completely like human beings. So now Krishna is having a certain purpose for keeping Jarasandha. What is that purpose? so he asked balram to stop jarasand whom fighters had highly honored but ashamed after being released by the two lords of the universe so he lets him go so naturally when you let an enemy go without killing him it's an insult is literally like you know you have been humiliated to that level and thus he decided to undergo penance on the road however several kings convinced him with both spiritual wisdom and mundane arguments that he should give up his idea of self abnegation they told him your defeat to the yadus was simply the unavoidable reaction of your past karma ah this is a very interesting verse 
let me give you the worldly meaning of this. Many a times in our life we come across a situation. Maybe uh, we have a loss of everything. Everything gets lost, you know. You literally uh, come to the ruins or you are in love and the person suddenly disappears. You, you understand what I am talking? And maybe you are heaped with a fantastic amount of insults sometimes. Sometimes you face a lot of defeat in your life. That means you attempt an examination and you fail miserably. Sometimes it so happens that you may take up a job and the job is there with you for a month, two months, one year maybe max and suddenly out of the blue you lose your job and you wonder what the hell is happening. So people look at it from a different perspective. They say it is karma which is happening. Karma. Now I will give you since we over here everybody is on the path of spiritual. So let me give you the spiritual aspect to it. Karma is a fixed path. Fixed path, you know how uh, I am sure you have seen the rat who is going inside that maze. There is a cheese somewhere in the center and the rat is going in the maze. And he goes here, there. Finally he is supposed to go and eat the cheese. Think, the rat is going in one direction and he comes to a dead end. Huh? In the maze, you know what a maze is, isn't it? In a maze, the rat is coming to a dead end. But the smell of cheese is very strong. So what does he do? He turns around, goes back and then again tries to enter from another point. Maybe he comes to another dead end. Now do you understand what these dead ends in our life are? People are calling it karma. It is not karma. It is an obstruction in the path. Obstruction has been kept in the path for us to rise from there, to get up and go and fight once again. So do, I hope you understand this. That obstruction has been kept for the fighting spirit in us to rise. Like the rat has to turn round, again go, search for the next. Again he has to go, search for the next, till he finally reaches his domain. People call it karma. I would suggest that it is called trial. We are all supposed to keep on doing our work. And there are lots of people who went and liked something that I posted yesterday. There were certain verses from the Bhagavad Gita. In the Bhagavad Gita he has mentioned very clearly, doing is your job. You are only supposed to do, not bother about results. So you come to a dead end, you have to again turn back and go round again. See for yourself where you find the next one. Maybe you come to a dead end, go for find the next one. You know, it keeps on happening so many times in our life. It is nothing but a path of trying to find the right place, right place, right destination. So Jarasandha's defeat is also a lesson for us to know that trying is very very important. Many years ago, King Bruce of Scotland, he was trying to win over the King of England and he kept on fighting and losing, fighting and losing, fighting and losing. One day the King, King Bruce, he was defeated, he had defeated and he had gone to a cave and he was sitting over there completely dejected and he did not know what he was supposed to do. So he was just looking in the air and he saw that one spider was trying to build a web. You know how spiders build a web, isn't it? So the spider was trying, every time he tried, he failed. Every time he tried, he failed means the thing was not sticking to a particular wall and the web couldn't be created. Finally, after n number of tries, the spider was able to create the web. And this was the lesson which King Bruce learnt over there. We have to keep on doing it till we actually succeed. 
So success, what does succeed mean? Succeed means you have to reach your end result somewhere down the line, you know, you don't know. But does it mean that that is the end of it all? No, it is one of the destinations. So in, in our world also, what do we do? After we do the first standard, then we go to the second class, then we go to the third standard, then fourth standard, then fifth standard, like that. Now imagine we have come to SSE. Okay, we have come to SSLC, that is passing examination for the board, and we copy and we pass. You don't want to do it properly, you just go copy and you write pet 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 and pass. Then they ask you, you want to join which kind of college? So you join some college, maybe you join science. When you go to science college, you find out that you half of the time you don't understand the mathematics over there, and most of the time physics goes bouncer over your head. And you really wonder why am I over here, sitting over here. But don't you understand that is what you, you should have done in SSCs, you should have attempted it once again, at least trying to understand. But you have never understood, you have, you have laid a very weak foundation and you have gone to the next class. And unfortunately for you, again you copy and you get good marks and you join some engineering college. What are you going to do? Or maybe you become a doctor. You know, if you become a doctor, I mean, would you trust a doctor like that to uh, operate on you, to <laughs> do surgery with you? Somebody who is not even adept with what he is doing, we don't, don't want to. Now imagine there is an engineer, a civil engineer and I want to build a house. Now this fellow has copied and passed in his examination. Or because he is, you know, all those, uh, the government, you know, how they give, you know, 35% marks, okay, you are a doctor. Okay, you are, a, uh, you are an engineer. Why? Because they come from a particular category of people. Even if they get less marks, they are okay, fine. You uh, belong to this class of people, so you are allowed to become a civil engineer. Now, would you like to trust this kind of a person? I am sure, you know, your house will collapse very soon. Because that fellow has copied and passed. The same thing you should understand. In life, this is what Jarasandha story is teaching us. That Jarasandha is taught, is told by so many people, you know, this is happening, why? It's because of karma. No! He needs to go and fight once again, and once again, and once again. So, Shishupal is also one of the persons who is going to keep on fighting him. So, I told you, you know, the two villains are there. So, Jarasandha and Shishupal. So, now let us see what, so I hope you understood that we have to keep on trying. Many a times we may fail. Fail means we come to a dead end. Does not matter. Go back, try once again. Come to a dead end. Go back, once again try. Somewhere down the line, you will find Robert Bruce, the King of Scotland, will reign over England. Got it? So somewhere down the line, things will be different. So let us keep our things going like that. So, your defeat by the Yadus was simply unavoidable reaction of your past karma. Some of the people say to him, all of his armies having been killed and himself neglected by the personality of Godhead, King Jarasandha, <coughs> King, son of Brahadatta, then sadly returned to the kingdom of Magad. So, he is again come back to his kingdom. Lord Mukunda had crossed the ocean of his enemy's armies with his own military force, completely intact. He received congratulations from the denizens of heaven who show, showered him with flowers. The people of Mathura Relieved of their feverish anxiety and filled with joy, came out to meet him as a professional bards, heralds, panegyrists sang in in praise of his victory. So naturally, there is uh, because he has won. I mean, those who have seen Bajira Mastani, I'm sure you remember the scene after he wins the war. He does that dance, you know, Malla dance is called. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I, I can't imagine real Bajirao in life doing that kind of a dance. But yes, our great friend did, you know. Actually, they, in Marathi, you know, in the Maratha world, they used to have lejim. I don't know whether you know about lejim. They, they, they have those sticks with, you know, with <laughs> a lot of those things. And then chik, 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 they will do like that. So they have lejim and they have various other things, you know, which, uh, which are very, very prominent in the Maratha world. They have that big, you know, uh, blowing trumpet. It's a round one like this. If you go and see the Shiv Sena symbol, now you will find that. <laughs> that is called tutari. Tutari means to blow your trumpet. You know, we, we have heard, you know, 
tutari khudka so it's like that so imagine krishna is going back to his you know mathura and everybody is decorating and doing this and that all dhamal masti will be happening so yes uh, hindi films song and dance sequence now uh, holi rangoli this that and all big sort of you know pani mein khelne ka and all that big thing will be there <laughs> as the lord entered the city conch shells and kettle drums sounded and many drums horns veenas flutes mridangas played in concert the boulevards were sprinkled with water there were banners everywhere and the gateways were decorated for the celebration the citizens were elated and the city resounded with the chanting of the vedic hymns okay they used to do vedic hymns but today i don't know what all they will do oh <laughs> they will have all the yo yo honey singer type of dances going on what <laughs> oh yaha hangava you know <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of song that will be there as the women of the city affectionately looked at their lord their eyes wide open with love they scattered flower garlands yogurt parched rice and newly grown sprouts upon him you know in some places in the world uh, they celebrate this kind of things now I, i'm sure you know those who have seen a couple of uh, movies you must have seen them in one of the movies they use the tomatoes you know huh tomatina festival <laughs> yes and in india in south india they have the nariyal festival you know what they do they bring a whole load of nariyals and in the middle of the street they throw it and they crack it and the whole street is filled with nariyal pani not that nariyal pani then the actual coconut with the white in it and they break the coconut i think thousands and lakhs of coconuts are broken and some places is there and different places different kinds of games different kinds of things are done you will find that in some places in india they have the bullock cart race at some places they have the bull they catch the, the bull is made to run over there at some places they have the hen fight the cock fights they will put up the huge cocks over there in the field they will fight with them so this kind of activities happen so especially now now in kerala you will find that there are those elephants which roam and here yeah, different different places different different kinds of sceneries so here in mathura it's all this kind i don't know how many of you have visited mathura mathura vrindavan you will find that as you are passing that place you will find hundreds of peacocks dancing all over the place i don't know whether you have noticed i don't know how many of you have actually gone but if you watch if you look out from your car window or your train you will find that there is a clump of trees and there are peacocks dancing over there and they have spread their wings and you know association of peacock with krishna is always there isn't it he wears a peacock feather in his head so <coughs> lord krishna then presented to the yadu king all the wealth that has fallen in the battlefield namely the countless ornaments of the dead warriors 17 times 17 times the king of magadha met defeat in this very way and yet throughout those defeats he fought on with his ashkauni divisions against the forces of the yadu dynasty who were protected by sri krishna so imagine 17 times he came again and again and again and again to fight krishna reminds me of dharmendra singh badalunga you know <laughs> so imagine magadha king and he say mai tumhe kha jaunga and all those kind of things <laughs> so 17 times he comes back mai mere army ko leke aata hu chalo like that you know with so many ashkaunis he again came by the power of lord krishna the vrishnis would invariably annihilate all the jarasandha's forces and when all his soldiers had been killed the king released by his enemies would again go away now this is this is is it getting boring imagine ek hath se aisa dusre hath se maar rahe chalo it seems like that la 17 maro 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 aisa kar do just as the 18th battle was about to take place a barbarian warrior named kalayavana sent by narada appeared in the battlefield 
Kalavana is, is, is a very interesting twist in the story is coming now. So, 17 times nothing happened. 18 times this is the thing which is happening. Arriving at Mathura, the Yavana laid siege to the city with 30 million barbarian soldiers. He had never found a human rival worth fighting. But he had heard that the Vrishnis were his equal. So, you know, in India, we have faced all these kinds of barbarians coming from different, different parts of the world. We can call them barbarians because they have come to defeat. Okay. I mean, they have come to take over our country. So, Genghis Khan, I am sure you have heard of this great person. So, he came all the way from Mongolia. All the way from Mongolia. This is in the past. After that, Alexander the Great. I am sure you have heard of him. Babur. Okay. There was no Muslim empire over here. But he came from the north. Okay. Now, Darius. I don't know whether you have heard of Darius. Darius Sunavala is not, I am not talking about him. <laughs> I am talking about Darius. He was an emperor. He was the Farsi emperor. He was the person who started that kingdom in Iran. So he also came to India. There were lots of people, Muslim, you know, observers. They also came from the north. Then from this side came Mongolians, Chinese. I mean, a lot of people came to India. So, like that, some of them are called barbarians. Now, if you study the European history, you will find that there are lots of these kind of things which are mentioned. I am sure those who have read Asterix, comics you must have read, no? Asterix comics. Huh? Was Gauls, Gauls, G-A-U-L-S. That fat fellow. Huh? Correct? So, you will find that this, these are there. Again, in America also there are. The Americas also had their own people who came from outside. They tried to take over the land. So likewise, so this, there was this person, Kalayavana. Now he has come with his own army. He wants to see who is this person who is able to defeat Jarasandha all the time. So, when Lord Krishna and Lord Shankarsana saw Kalayavana, Krishna thought about the situation and see, ah, a great danger now threatens the Yadus from two sides. Now there are two enemies to fight. On one side is Kalayavana, on the other side is Jarasandha. So now he is to fight two. So this time take on Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan ko leke aana padega. Dono sides <laughs> The Yavana is besieging us already and by the mighty king of Magadha will soon arrive here. If not today then by tomorrow or the next day. If powerful Jarasand comes while the two, we two are busy fighting Kalayavana, Jarasand will kill our relatives or else take them away to the capital. So Krishna is thinking, from the north this army has come. From the other side, Magadha Desh, this other one is coming, Jarasand is coming. Now what are we to do? In between, we are caught from both the sides. So what are we to do? So people will get trapped in the middle. Therefore, we will immediately construct a fortress that no human force can penetrate. Let us settle our family members there and they will kill the barbarian king. So Krishna tells Balram, you see, I think it is high time. Now remember this, you will wonder, how can he take such a decision suddenly? Sorry, have you, have you, have you noticed it is the 18th time to gather the forces and come back? Don't you think it is going to take at least some time? Hmm? Say, let you know, after the war, do you think you still have your weapons there? No, everything is gone. You have to go back, okay? Now you know why they have part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4, Star Wars and all those. Huh. So they have to create the weapons, they have to create the fighting men. Huh? Like how to train the dragon, you remember the story? Huh? So first time, dragon training. Second time, it takes some time. So it's like that, you know, the second part of the sequel will come. Then the third part, then the fourth part. Like that, so it takes time. So this 17 and now this is the 18 and think about it, so many years have gone by. Maybe it takes some time for construction and building, we don't know. So let us say how it is going to get built. By the way, Krishna has his own architect. Like you have your architect, we have two architects over here, no? So Krishna had his own architect for creating his empires. <laughs> so he is now going to maybe, thus discussing the matter with Balram. Hmm? 
the supreme personality of godhead had a fortress 12 yojanas in circumference built within the sea inside that fort he had a city built containing all kinds of wonderful things so there was one very beautiful place built and now this is a place which is called dwarka it is no more in existence there is a city called dwarka even today there is a temple of krishna over there there is a chota dwarka also there is a tiny dwarka which is an island somewhere but both these are not the real places it is like how atlantis was lost okay likewise dwarka was completely submerged under the sea in the end okay after krishna goes away from there dwarka is submerged into the sea so now at that point in time when krishna was there the land was high up over there like an island and he builds an entire city around it so thus discussing the matter with balram the supreme personality of godhead had a fortress 12 yojanas in circumference built within the sea inside that fort he had a city built containing all kinds of wonderful things in the construction of city could be seen the full scientific knowledge and the architectural skills of vishwakarma i told you the architect is there isn't it his name is vishwakarma there were wide avenues commercial roads courtyards laid out on ample plots of land there were splendid parks also gardens stocked with trees and creepers from the heavenly planet yeah yeah you are thinking about the product that we built <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> so and also gardens stocked with trees and creepers from the heavenly planets the gateway towers were topped with golden turrets touching the sky and their upper levels were fashioned of crystal quartz the gold covered houses were adorned in front of the golden pots and on top with bejeweled roofs and their floor was inlaid with precious emeralds besides the house stood treasury buildings warehouses and stables for fine horses all built of silver and brass each residence had a watch tower and also a temple for its household deity filled with citizens on all four social orders the city was especially beautified by the palaces of sri krishna the lord of the yadu now you will wonder how big this city could be now if your house is a thousand square feet let us say now please calculate for 16108 wives each having her own house and it's a grand mansion it's not a chota mota jaga it's a big mansion <laughs> because krishna is going to marry 16108 wives so the city would be massive plus there will be people there will be relatives and there will be so many people after that as well isn't it so there will be grandfathers grandchildren there will be mothers daughters sons so many husbands even you name it there's a whole families and families and the entire city of mathura is getting transported to dwarka so think about it now the whole city of mathura is going to be empty hmm so lord indra brought sri krishna and sudharma assembly hall standing within which a mortal man is not subject to the laws of moral mortality indra also gave the parijata tree now this is this whole story in this one line is a compression of piles and piles of uh, verses that have been eliminated so <laughs> there is a story for parijata there is a story why this halls were built so there are stories and stories so whenever we have the time i shall do one of the stories at least lord varuna offered horses as swift as the mind some of which were pure dark blue others were white the treasurer of the demigods kubera gave him eight mystic treasures and the rulers of various planets each presented their own opulences now all this is happening and now think about it it has all happened in one or two verses only the city got built city can't get built in one verse no it's going to take a long time getting the city built and then encrustations of stones and diamonds and this and that and having a big tree 
Huh? Like imagine, those are fruit bearing trees. To have a fruit, say of a mango tree, will take 25-30 years. Isn't it? <laughs> so they had transplantation technology, I think. What? Picking up trees from one place and putting it over there. Mala jao, Ratnagiri me jake apus leke ao. Jao, jao. Mala guntur me jake chillies leke ao. Aise hi bola rega. Krishna ne bola rega. Sab jaga jake alag alag trees leke aada, plants leke ao, aur laga do yaha pe. So, imagine something like that. So, The Supreme Lord having come to earth, O King, these demigods now offered him whatever powers of control he had previously delegated to them for the exercise of their particular authority. Now do you remember yesterday I used the same word, delegation of responsibility. Krishna does this very very efficiently. He delegates responsibilities to people, those who are willing to take up the responsibility. If you who has got such a great brain, learns and understands, then you can do that little job for the Lord. You know, you have come on this earth for a particular reason. So serving the purpose of why you have come over here is extremely important. So you will be given those skills, that things which are very very important for you to do something about it. Right? Now some may have skills in a particular trade. Some may have skills for speaking. Some may have skills for manufacturing, some may have skills for, you know, design. So everything has to be taken into account. So we have come for a purpose. The Lord has delegated us responsibility. So it is important for us to keep to that responsibility. So now, what do all these uh, gods do? They hand over the complete responsibility to Krishna. Because now, hey, this big city has to be managed. After transporting all his subjects to the new city by the power of his mystic yoga maya, Lord Krishna consulted with Lord Balram, who had remained in Mathura to protect it. Then wearing a garland of lotuses but bearing no weapons, Lord Krishna went out of Mathura by its main gate. Now, we have come to the very interesting, uh, this is an end of the chapter, so we have come to a very interesting story. Now this is, this is a story of a person who is going to get released. It's a long, it's a very long story. I think we have 25 minutes. Alright, I think we should do it. Let us see. Chapter 51, The Deliverance of Muchkunda. Now, there is a story for Muchkunda. It's a long story which comes from another age. So now let us see what is happening. So we will start the story. This is chapter 51. Sukhdev Goswami said, Kalaivana saw the Lord come out from Mathura like the rising moon. The Lord was most beautiful to behold and with his dark blue complexion and yellow silk garments upon his chest he bore the mark of Srivats and the Kaustup Jain adorned his neck. Srivats, I don't know whether you know about Srivats. Srivats is the pepper hairs, you know, black and white hairs on his chest. And then there is a Kaustup gem over there. Now, how did the Kaustup come to him? How did he come to get into this? All those stories are a part of a lore. Now, all that have got eliminated over here. But like I said, I will try to take, teach you all one one one. I will try to te- tell you all one 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 as the time permits. So, I think this is the one which I was going to tell you. So, this is the story. So, let us see. Hmm? His forearms were sturdy and long. He displayed his ever joyful lotus-like face in the eyes pink like lotuses. Beautifully engulfed cheeks, a pristine smile, a glittering shark-shaped earring. The barbarian thought, this person must indeed be Vasudev, since he possesses the characteristics Narada had mentioned. He is marked with Srivats. He has four arms, his eyes are like lotuses, he wears a garland of forest flowers, and he is extremely handsome. He cannot be anyone else, since he goes on foot and unarmed, I will fight him without weapons. Resolving thus, he ran after the Lord, who turned his back and ran away. <laughs> Kalayavana hoped to catch Lord Krishna, through the great mystic yogis cannot attain him. This is a very twisted story over here. The, the, the story is this. You know, when you want to catch the Lord, you will never be able to catch him. 
you think that you have you are faster than him you can catch him off his foot even in our daily life you know we think that we can outbeat the lord we can outthink the lord we can do things which you know i can i can overtake you i can think better than you no the lord is very slippery person he is going to be right ahead of you so always remember this this kalayana story is going to tell you how the lord runs away it's only with love can the lord be caught you see those tulsi malas the beautiful flower garlands the love songs the dances you know the chapter that we had done where all those gopis when they get angry he runs away if you try to show your arrogance or ego he is not going to be around but when you do it with love and you show how much you love the divine lord he is going to be always with you so even in our life always remember this never try to show arrogance to the lord never don't even try to show that you know it all don't even try to catch him don't even try to threaten him or do all kinds of tricks don't use any trickery the lord can only be with you if you are in love with him and if you love him dearly and if you are always you know kind soft you know very very gentle and praising him these are the only ways of getting the lord so appearing virtually within the reach of kalayavana's hand at every moment shri hari led the king of yavana far away into a mountain cave while chasing the lord the yavana cast insults on him saying you took birth in the yadu dynasty it is not proper for you to run away but still kalayavana could not reach lord krishna because his sinful reactions had not been cleansed away so the reason why the lord was running away is because <laughs> he has to do that exercise till his all his karmas get washed away he has to do that okay so the lord has a very funny way of doing this kind of things so now this is exactly how he does now this is a story which is there is another person entering into the picture and this is a story of mutkunda all right so this kalayavana who is also that barbarian he is running after krishna imagine krishna is running ahead and he is going you know how children play hide and seek you know and they keep on running here and there here and there here and there i'm sure you know as a child we have also done the same thing so imagine krishna is doing that he is hiding behind trees he is doing this he is doing that and he is going ahead 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 and nowhere can kalayavana catch him so kalayavana is getting infuriated he gets very angry even in our life you know we think that we have the you know the lord in the palm of our hand but yet he keeps on running he keeps on going away and he keeps on taunting you and by the way you are getting angry and kalayavana is also getting angry and every time he calls him names hmm right and in this what what is it that he calls him Huh? I am sure those who have seen three idiots will remember the name Ranchod Das. <laughs> Ran, Ran means battlefield. Chod, Chod means one who leaves it. So Ranchod Das. So if you go to Gujarat, no, there is a very beautiful temple where he is called Ranchod Das. So this is the name which is there of Amir Khan in that film. Okay, isn't it? In that film, isn't it? so ranchordas so he is calling out names to him you you character you are doing this you are running away from me you ranchordas you are it's like actually calling him dirty names but that name became very fixed with krishna and today he is called ranchordas so now you will understand why he runs away from the battlefield sometimes people say you know oh he is a yellow yellow person you know he is like this he is running away he is not good <laughs> how can the lord of the universe run away but there is a trickery in all this there is there is a way in which he puts it that is what we are learning so after leading me such a long distance now he is lying there like some saint so what he does oh sorry uh, although inserted in this way the supreme lord entered the one mountain cave kalayavana also entered and there he saw another man lying asleep when somebody insults the lord the lord is listening to the insults 
not that he doesn't say anything he just keeps quiet and he keeps on doing his work but thing is it's not right on our part to insult the lord to keep on calling him names the lord is only going to listen to it remember it is all getting added up somebody is doing some mathematics somewhere you know that no all your counters are moving crack 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 <laughs> so <laughs> so the counters are the counting is done by somebody else the lord is not bothered about your counting tu bolte rahe na bolte rahe na acha acha kitna bolega tu he just keeps on provoking and the person keeps on getting angrier by the minute so so after leading him after such a long distance see he is lying here like some saint look at him he is lying over there thus thinking the sleeping man of the lord to be lord krishna the deluded fool kicked him with all his strength so he sees this one person lying on the floor over there and thinking it is the lord he goes and gives him a solid kick the man awoke after a long sleep and slowly opened his eyes looking all about he saw kalayavana standing beside him the awakened man was angry and cast his glance at kalayavana whose body burst into flames in a single moment o king parikshit kalayavana was burned to ashes so why did this happen so we will come to know king parikshit said who was that person o brahmana to which family did he belong and what were his powers why did the destroyer of the barbarian lie down to sleep in the cave and whose son was he so parikshit is asking sutugo swami why is this who is this person and why was he sleeping in that cave at that point in time now you may wonder you know how these stories are all getting linked up hmm? part 1 part 2 part 3 you know all the death star coming once again and then coming once again something else is happening princess leia and suddenly mark hamill is once again dadiwala baba in this film so why, why is all that happening so you really wonder so all the stories are coming together so sadhya goswami said Mukunda was the name of this great personality who was born in the Ishwaku dynasty as the son of Mandata. He was devoted to Brahmanical culture and always took the vow in battle, backed by Indra and the other demigods to help protect them. When they were terrorized by the demons, Mukunda defended them for a long time. When the demigods obtained Kartikeya as their general, they told Mukunda, "O king, you may now give up your troublesome duty of guarding us." Kartikeya is the son of Shivji, correct? now he becomes a general general is more of the god's armies so he says uh, at that till that time utkunda was handling this battlefield as a general so he says you know now you must have got tired why don't you do something about it abandoning an unopposed kingdom in the world of men oh valiant one you neglected all your personal desires were engaging in protecting us so all the gods they tell him see you have been such a dedicated person that you had certain material worldly desires and wants and all those kind of things you had given them up for us and you were defending us for you know as gods you are the general of our army and you were defending us so the kings the queen the queens uh, the king the children queens relatives ministers advisers subjects who are your contemporaries are no longer alive they have all been swept away by time inexhaustible time stronger than stronger is the supreme personality of god himself like a herdsman moving in animals along he moves mortal creatures as his pastime time is such a you know beautiful and a dangerous thing as well time passes by some of our hurt gets healed sometimes we lose people sometimes we gain people sometimes some new thing happens and many a times when we are so much engrossed in our work we forget our day to day things you know remember it's like the question which i feel if i have to ask you you see when you all go back to your native place do you go and meet your teachers do you go and meet your friends of course you try to meet them isn't it so suppose uh, one of your pondicherry now you may go to pondicherry definitely when you go to pondicherry you will see oh the city has changed this has come that has come this street oh this shop was over here uh, they used to sell like this and now this is not there now malls have come my god big malls have come over here there is inox theater there is this there is you keep on saying this but then you remember your school teachers you remember your school friends and you go and visit them but many a times over a drift over a period of time the whole city changes 
things have changed, everything has gone away. And you come back nostalgic, you know, you wonder, what has happened to this? You know, when we are in school, we don't bother about, you know, we say, na, iske baad school ka thobda kabhi nahi dekhega. How many of us have actually said this? You know, you hate that bloody place and you say, you know, I'm never going to come back again to this place. But you know, oh, that Christian teacher, I want to meet her someday in life. I'm going to go to her house and see her. And we have done that. You will also do the same. You will remember, oh, Rama Swami sir, I want to go and meet him. Higher teacher, oh, I will go and meet him. Like that, you know, we have some very beautiful names. And we say, Tiwari sir, achha, sir ji, I By then Tiwari sir, I have become very old. You know, by the time you go back to his house. And he has gone into a complete state of, he doesn't even remember who you are. It happens like that. So, we may not like the place at that point in time, but later on it becomes a place where we want to go to. So, Imuchkunda is told, you, know, you have, everything is gone in your life. So now let us see. All good fortune to you. Now please choose a benediction from us. Anything but liberation. Since only the infallible Supreme Lord Vishnu can bestow that. So all the gods they say, you have been our general. So can you please ask us for some benediction, something you know, which we can give, give you. But don't ask for liberation. Because liberation only Krishna can give. Nobody else can give in this world. Address thus, King Muchkunda took his respectful leave of the demigods and went to a cave where he lay down to enjoy the sleep they had granted him. After the Yavanas were burnt to ashes, the Supreme Lord Chief of the Satvatas revealed himself to the wise Muchkunda. As he gazed to the Lord, King Muchkunda said, saw that he was dark blue like a cloud, had four arms, yellow skilled garments. On his chest he wore the Srivatsa mark and the neck brilliantly glowed kust of gems. Adorned with Vajayanti flowers, garlands, the Lord displayed his handsome peaceful face which attracted the eyes of all mankind with his shark-shaped earrings and affectionately smiling glances. The beauty of his youthful form was unexcelled and he moved with the nobility of an angry lion. The highly intelligent king was overwhelmed by the Lord's effulgence, which showed him in the invincible. Uh, expressing his uncertainty, Muchkunda hesitantly questioned Lord Krishna as follows. Sri Muchkunda said, Who are you and who has come to this mountain cave in the forest? Having walked up the thorny ground with feet as soft as lotus petals? Perhaps you are the potency of all the potent beings. Or maybe you are the powerful god of fire or the sun god, the moon god, the king of heavens or the ruling demigods of some other planet. I think you are the supreme personality among the three chief gods. Since you drive away the darkness of this cave as a lamb dispels darkness with its light. Or best among men, if you are like, please truly describe your birth, activities and lineage to us who are eager to hear. As for ourselves, O tiger among men, we belong to the family of fallen Kshatriyas, descendant of King Ishwak. The name is Muchkunda, my lord, and I am the son of Yuvanaswa. I was fatigued after remaining awake for a long time, and my senses were overwhelmed by sleep. Thus I slept comfortably here in the solitary place, until just now someone woke me up. So remember, Kalaivana has come and given him a kick. Okay? And when he opens his eyes, they shoot fire and he is reduced to ashes. Okay? Superman comic ki jaysa pritu ni. Main villain. I ask, aankh khulega to? Once. The man who woke me was burnt to ashes by the reactions of his sins. Just then I saw you possessing a glorious appearance and the power to chastise your enemy. You unbearably brilliant effulgent overwhelms our strength. And thus we cannot fix our gaze upon you, O exalted one. You are, you are to be honored by all embodied beings. So there Goswami continued. Thus addressed by the king, the supreme personality of Godhead. Origin of all creation smiled and replied to him with a voice as deep as rumbling of clouds. The supreme lord said, my dear friend, I have taken thousands of births, lived thousands of lives and accepted thousands of names. In fact, my birth, activities and names are limitless and even I cannot count them. So the Lord tells him, you know how many times I have come to earth, I don't even remember. How many times I have taken different form, I don't even know them. So he has taken thousands and thousands and millions of forms. He comes every now and then and he goes away. So it's a countless numbers and he says I don't keep count of all these things because why should I do any of those things? After many lifetimes, someone might count the dust particles on the earth. 
but no one can finish counting my qualities, activities, name and births. O King, the greatest sage, enumerate my birth and activities which take place throughout the three phases of time, but never do they reach the end of them. So I have taken so many births, my different qualities are there, but nobody can actually describe me. Nonetheless, O oh friend, I will tell you about my current birth, name and activities. Kindly here. Some time ago, Lord Brahma requested me to protect religious principles and destroy the demons who are burdening the earth. Thus I descended in the Yadu dynasty in the home of Anakdudumbi. Indeed, because I am the son of Vasudev, people call me Vasudev. I have killed Kalnemi, born as Kamsa, reborn as Kamsa, as well as Pralamba and other enemies of the pious. Oh now, and now, O king, the barbarian has been burnt to ashes by your piercing glance. Since in the past you repeatedly prayed to me, I have personally come to this cave to show you mercy, for I am affectionately inclined towards my devotees. Now choose some benediction from me, O saintly king, I will fulfill all your desires. One who has satisfied me never again laments. Sukhdeva Swami said, Muchkunda bowed down to the Lord when he heard this. Remembering the words of Gargamuni, he joyfully recognized Krishna as the Supreme Lord Narayana. The king then addressed him as follows. Sri Muchkunda said, O Lord, the people of this world, both men and women are bewildered by your illusory energy. Unaware of their real benefits, they do not worship you, but instead seek happiness by entangling themselves in family affairs which are the actual source of misery. I think this line we have been repeating, I think, hundreds of times, isn't it? It's the same line. Every every great sage, every great person is going to say the same thing. He says, people are not aware of your potency and the power of the Lord. People think that you are some ordinary person. And people forget you and they get lost in their material worldly desires. By what do they do? They seek happiness by entangling themselves in family affairs, which are actually the source of misery. That person has an impure mind who, despite having somehow or the other automatically obtained the rare and the highly evolved human form of life. He does not worship your lotus feet. Like an animal that has fallen into the blind well, such a person has fallen into the darkness of the material home. So a person gets this body after so many lifetimes and yet he has forgotten you. The main reason why that body has been given is so that they can reach you. But what the man does? He gets lost in the material worldly pursuits. He wants to have a family, he wants to have a wife, a children, a husband, you name it, you know. So having car, this, that, so many things. Man runs after material worldly benefits. So he says, I have wasted all my time, O unconquerable one, becoming more and more intoxicated by the domain and the opulence as an earthly king, misidentifying this mortal body as a self, becoming attached to my children, wife, treasury, land, I suffered endless anxiety. When deep arrogance I took myself, I took myself to be the body which is a material object like a pot or a wall. Thinking myself as God amongst men, I travelled the earth, surrounded by my charioteers, elephants, cavalry, foot soldiers, generals, disregarding you in the deluding pride. So, I never paid any attention to you. I was bothered about what I earned, where I went, how I conquered. I had all these chariots, I did this, I did that. A man obsessed with thoughts of what he thinks needs to be done. Intensely greedy and delighting in senses, enjoyment is suddenly confronted by you, who are ever alert. Like a hungry snake licking its fangs before a mouse, you appear before him as death. So, suddenly in life, we come across the Lord. And when you come across the Lord, your entire activity of your past, it comes to a stop. And you look at this person and you say, Oh my God, what is all this? What is it? The body at that first hides high on the fierce elephants or chariots adorned by gold and is known by the name King is later by your invincible power of time called feaches, worm and ashes. What is this the Lord brings about? The Lord brings about the knowledge that, you know, like English me bolte, you are full of shit. Isn't that what we say? A man is full of shit, is full of blood, is full of all that dirt and the dirt and everything. Now think about all these things. What is actually a man full of? Now, you look at a face of a beautiful woman and you say, Oh my God, she is so beautiful. 
cut her body up a little bit. Would you like to see that blood and the bone inside? Would you like to see that? Oh my God, you are going to get so upset about it. Would you like to see the species or the dirt that is there in the body? But isn't that what we love? The whole bloody body is covered by something. We look at the bottle and we say, Oh, the bottle looks so very beautiful. But the, play, the person is full of shit. Can you understand? So that's exactly what he is saying. Suddenly you come across the Lord. Lord means that revelation. Thup, it hits you. You know, the revelation hits you. What am I actually running after? What is this nonsense that I am doing? Huh? Is this what I am running after? A person? Or this kind of a house which nobody is going to live in? Everybody is going to fight about it? Think. Aren't there many people over here whose houses are locked in their villages or in their places? Huh? Nobody is going over there. The place has gone to ruins. Just a few uh, weeks ago, I had gone to a place which is lying locked for 10 years. The whole house was filled with so much the person has gathered. Made of pure teak wood. Ancient furniture. It's just lying locked. And I told that lady, can you give me this place? I want to have a place over here where I can conduct my satsangs. And you know what that lady is saying? She's a very old woman. You know what she said? Let me think about it. And the son says, I would have given up this place 10 years ago. I don't care about it. I asked that person. I said, you know, I went to your room. He had a room where he used to study. Now that room is exactly like that. It was full, you know, there must have been not less than 300 to 400 cassettes over there. You know cassettes? Music. Music cassettes and all. They were lined like this on the wall. There were piles and piles of books. There were gift articles lying over there. All that. Old computers, wires, here, there. And what is he doing? He's just lying locked over there. Nobody is interested in it. And the thing has really gone to ruins. Think. Finally in the end, isn't that what your house will ever turn up into? Ruins. And then you will be saying, Oh, I used to live in this place. Used to live in this place. And we want... We spent energy and energy, 300 cassettes, you know how much time it takes to make one cassette? And you keep on listening to it. Earlier we used to have those Walkmans. Many of you might have owned a Walkman in your life. You know with a Walkman you will put that thing and crack and you will keep on listening. Like that we will do. Each cassette you know, every year we must have gathered at least 20, 30, 40 cassettes. And there were different, different groups at that time. From Beatles, I know Beatles, not from the Beatles group, but then you are from a different group. So you will have Axel Rose, he has come with Slash once again. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Axel Rose with Slash. Huh? Yesterday he had a concert and nobody was allowed to take the phone inside and nobody was allowed to shoot images, by the way. He was meeting Slash after many years. You know Slash? The guy with the long hairs like this and he plays the guitar like that. Yes. And we used to say, Oh my God, this is the group I used to love. And there was the hard rock, huh? acid rock and so many things. And imagine all those cassettes contain all the music. You have taken pains to gather it over the years. And now today what has happened? It's lying in ruins. Nobody gives a damn about it. You have forgotten everything about it. So, Muchkunda is talking about that. He is telling the Lord, Lord, this is what we have come to. I will finish this. Huh? About, there must be about 7-8 verses. If you don't mind. Is it okay? Alright, no? No problem, no? 10 minutes, max. Having conquered the entire circle of direction and being thus free of conflict, a man sits on a splendid throne, receiving praise from leaders who are once his equal. But when he enters the woman's chamber, where sex pleasure is found, he is led about like a pet animal, O oh Lord. The man goes about in the woman's bedroom and he becomes like a... like that. You understand? He becomes like a lula langara person because he is only interested in one thing. 
a king who desires even greater power then he already has strictly performed his duty carefully practicing austerity and foregoing sense of enjoyments but he whose urges are so rampant thinking i am independent and supreme cannot attain happiness when the material life of a wandering soul has ceased o achuta he may attain the association of your devotee and when he associates with them they awaken him him devotion unto you who are the goal of the devotees and the lord of all the causes and the effect in many years after going through this kind of a life you see all those words used over here fish is this that we have gone through all that and you have got tired of it finally you say you know i'm tired what is this i'm running after what is this i want money power these that all nonsensical stuff i have done many a times you know you have seen our own parents they sit and they say you know i have worked for so many years now what am i doing i just don't like this kind of a life i want to go to my native place and stay there what he is going to do in the native place i don't know he will meet few of his friends and bottle leke baith jayega that's the only thing the person will do beyond that he is not going to do anything so what does he do doesn't do anything so that is the futility of life so finally the person realizes see i have left you muchkunda i have i have left you mukunda mukunda is the lord i have left you mukunda and i have gone away so can i come back to you so the lord is very kind enough and the lord sends his devotees to him who are his devotees the sages the saints the guru so the guru comes in in the form of the lord and he says come i will teach you about the lord come with me so the guru comes and catches his hand and says don't worry things are not lost i will still take you towards this place and i will still show you who mukunda is i will still show you the lord come with me so he says you take the devotee's hand my lord i think you have shown me mercy since my attachment to my kingdom was spontaneously seized such freedom is prayed for by saintly rulers of vast empires who desire to enter the forest of the life of solitude o powerful one i desire no boon other than the service to your lotus feet the boon most eagerly sought by those free of material desires o hari what enlightened person who worships you the giver of liberation would choose a boon that causes his own bondage there are two things in life one is to meet the guru and the second is to directly meet the lord so if you meet the guru the guru will slowly slowly take you towards the lord but if you meet the lord there is nothing like it you just want to be his eternal servant that's it you just want to serve him you are not interested in asking for anything you are not even interested in studies you are not interested in you just say can i do service to you that's it therefore lord having put aside all objects of material desire which are bound by the modes of passion ignorance and goodness i am approaching you the supreme personality of god for shelter you are not covered by mundane design rather you are the supreme absolute truth full of pure knowledge and transcendental to the material modes for so long as i have been pained by troubles in this world and i have been burned with lamentations my six enemies are never satiated and i can find no peace therefore o lord of shelter o supreme soul please protect me o lord in the midst of danger i have by good fortune approached your lotus feet which are the truth and which thus make one fearless and free of sorrow the supreme lord said o emperor great ruler your mind is pure and potent though i enticed you with benedictions your mind was not covered by material desires the lord will always say na kya chahiye tere ko paisa ye wo 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 the lord will ask you he is kind he is going to entice you by the way the lord is never going to give anything straight you should understand this he is trying to test you even in the last minute he is going to find out what is it that you want you want money okay take it you want this take it you don't want me actually you should ask him only for him nothing else so he says i'm very happy to hear that understand that i enticed you with benediction just to prove that you would not be deceived the intelligence of my unalloyed devotee is never diverted by material blessings so material blessing should never be asked from from the lord only ask for one thing i want to serve you my lord tomorrow if you have to meet the supreme divine consciousness or the father in heaven don't go and ask him for material worldly things i want money i want this i want that don't go and ask that if you are a true devotee of the lord just ask 
so that you can serve him. That's it. The mind of a non-devotee who engages in such practices as pranayama are not fully cleansed of material desires. Thus, O king, material desires are again seen to rise in their minds. So there are those people who keep on doing the yoga, pranayama, this, that. You know all those people are there in the world? Tantric yoga, mantric yoga, falana, dikana, all those kind of things. After a long time I am saying these words. No? So, so what happens? Even the person who does pranayama and all is looking for, can I have better breath? Can I have all those opulences in the world? They get all those free gifts. You know, when you go for big conferences, don't you get free gifts? Some bags, some backpacks, some pens, all those kind of things come to you. So you go and collect them, isn't it? So like that, Krishna is also saying, do you want these freebies? Hmm? Buy one, get one free. What? So, because you followed the principles, wandering this earth at will, with your mind fixed on me, may you always possess this unfailing devotion to me. Because you have followed the principles of Kshatriya, you kill living beings while hunting and performing other duties. You must vanquish the sins thus occurred, incurred by carefully executing penances while remaining surrendered to me. O king, in your very next life, you will become an excellent brahmana, the greatest well-wisher of all creatures and certainly come to me alone. So we have come to the end of the chapter. So thank you very much for extending this and we can stop over here.